We're just going to run with this. So, um, sure. you know, here's the thing. We'll just do, we'll just do this as a brief intro since we transitioned from Facebook to, uh, YouTube. And, yeah. and honestly, man, if Facebook's going to give us the kind of trouble, I set this up in like seconds. Yeah. It was like three minutes or whatever yeah. it was. If Facebook's going to give us the kind of trouble that we just experienced where we set up three different events and we apologize if you kept getting events. I don't know if we got shut down or what. Yeah. I guess we'll find out sooner or later. But. Well, <laughs> uh, so our how does it even look like you get shut down? And what do they, what do they even do? I don't know, but we kept trying to, we, our video was playing in the setup live video and it wasn't connecting. Now I've heard that they're, it's buggy and people have had a lot of issues. So maybe what we do in the future, just make this a good opportunity to transition. Most people recommend going live on YouTube anyway. YouTube anyways, yeah. You can do higher quality, um, higher quality streams. It tends to be more stable. It's easier to interact with your audience. Like, look, I mean, for those who are uh, on right now, um, I think my wine, my wine, my wife just joined us. Uh, my wine, my wine of my youth. If you would, <laughs> this is good. good wine. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind, um, giving us some feedback, can you hear Greg? Okay. And normally I'm the concern. I talk lower. <laughs> <laughs> this will just be a really good test to go on live. And I'm not going to pound the desk. No, he got in trouble for that last Can't time. Can't do that. Yeah. Okay. And it just, if you could, uh, share, share a chat because I want to see what that looks like in the chat, in the stream window. Uh, looks like we got two viewers now. So for those who are just joining us, uh, thank you for joining us. We do apologize for the, the delay. Um, 40 minutes of battling technical issues with Facebook stress when <laughs> we went live perfectly three other times, all, everything was uploaded, ready to go. And, um, for some strange reason, man, the, it showed the video was live in the background and the video just wouldn't go live. And we could see it on Facebook saying, well, you're live now. And it's like, do you want to go live on our end? <laughs> so apologize for that guys. Um, so yeah, if you guys could chat, I don't know if we can, um, see. Maybe I can jump on there. Yeah. Um, looks like the participants. Oh, I just, I have no idea what I just did. I just clicked. Let's see. I just clicked on something in it. Yep. Okay. So your wife. My wife said something and your wine, your wine's my, saying some stuff. My wife, my wine is saying things. Okay. Uh, so I've never done a, a stream at all on YouTube. So this is definitely, um, Melanie Bowles. What's up, Melanie? Melanie. Tell Dr. Up? Willie we said hi. Yes. How come we can't see our chat? Yeah, I'm seeing on the phone. Not seeing it here though. Huh? Yeah, that's weird. Maybe we just go to here. So we're live. There we go. Getting things figured out. All right. We are not okay, we sound good. All right, we can see your chats now. All right. Awesome. Okay, great. This is wonderful. This is, I apologize guys. Perfect. Yeah. 
as Greg was encouraging me a moment ago, this is an issue of providence that I just need to embrace and uh, and deal with. So we'll go ahead and do just kind of a, I think a basic brief overview of like what our intention was anyway. We'll only go for 15, 20 minutes here. Yeah. I, I know that'll be a real str- struggle for at least me. You'll be fine. You'll be like, probably not me. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We got to go. Um, but I'm glad that everything's coming through now. I think that we'll just, I think we'll just do it on YouTube from now on. Might as well. Yeah. What do you guys think? You guys get a vote. You guys can do emojis and stuff now. Look That's at this, true. dude. You can do, you can do custom emojis like this. Make it fun. Yes. Uh, I did post it to the website, but it's not looking like it's coming through. Um, if someone wouldn't mind sharing a link to that. Um, so weird. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the actual Facebook page, we posted it on that. So I don't, bro, I think, I think Facebook's shadow banning us. They're up to no good. Dude. Oh, they, they lost billions of dollars I put, as of recently. I put abortion toward an evangelical consensus in the title and bam, gone. Your live video doesn't work. <laughs> the O's you should have did a little, uh, like, like parentheses deals, yeah. Stuff like numbers in between codes. Yep. So it breaks the algorithm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. But uh here's what we'll do now, dude. We'll dab this hard, bro. We'll dab it. Little mo- after it. little emoji dabs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now we're good. Yeah. So if if someone wouldn't mind um posting on the Facebook on the Emmaus Road page, just share the link. It's really easy to do on YouTube. I mean, you just grab this little linky thing right here, dude. You just go for it. It's done. It's done. Yeah. All right. So this book, let me grab this right here. This book, guys, um, Greg shared this with me by uh, Paul B. Fowler, who many people probably have no idea who he is. I certainly didn't. Um, This book was written Yeah, um, a while back, actually. This book was originally... It was written in 73 and then... You know the dates. Yep, 73, and then it was revised again in 78 again in 84. And then this version is the 1987 version. I don't know if there's any other, uh, Oh, wife's triple dab. Yeah. Triple dabs. Triple dabs. It's 1973. What is that? You remind you of what versus Wade. Right. Yeah. That's what's written in that year. And then the the several revisions up until the point of 87. Right. Can you guys hear Greg? Okay. Uh, just let me know if you can, cause I I had to make some mic adjustments just to make sure that we don't uh, cut Greg off. If you can't hear me, can you see my beard at least? Sweet. <laughs> or Jeremy's beard's like, you know, covering me. You know, I can barely see me because of his beard. <laughs> this this huge, fantastic beard. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, hey, did you notice I trimmed my mustache? You did. It was getting, did. It was getting burly, dude. It was bothering me, bro. Yeah. Getting those hairs. I can't have it in my like, lips, dude. No. Or no. my mouth. No. 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 Yeah. Can't so do I, it. I had to change it up. I get tempted to shave my beard every time, like, it gets scraggly and stuff. Yeah. And then my wife encourages me to keep it. Here we are. Look at this, dude. We are we are coming in at 1080p. Coming at you live. At 60 frames a second. From the lab. This is from, the lab. Dude, this is way better. How, how's the video quality look, guys? Are we good? Give me a dab, dude. This video quality is where it's at. Bust the dab, dude. Is video quality there? This is the dab, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get real legit soon oh yeah pretty this soon dude this thing's just in. gonna be flying dude oh yeah yeah angry people it's gonna be great um 
All right. So yeah, the book, tell, to tell me, uh, tell them why you decided to why share this. this. Book? Yeah. So my, my office that I, that I work in day in and day out. So I work from home. Um, some of you guys have been, been to the office. So I have an office slash library, right? So, you know, this book particularly was a book that I, that I got, uh, some, some guy, some former pastor in Trinidad, which was a you know crazy drive from here. Short story, drove out there, got like a bunch of books, super cheap, right? So this book was a part of that stash. Um, nice. We call this the. We refer to this as what? What's that? The Trinidad treasure. Our Trinidad treasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the Trinidad treasure is so called. Um, me and another another brother, you know, went there, uh, picked up you know a bunch of books, split the books half and half. This book in my stash. And uh, just, you know, hanging out one day while I'm working and walking around my office and, you know, I have a wireless, you know, headset. So I'm walking around, I see this book. And since starting this, this, you know, stream, this podcast, you know, we just had me thinking more. Saw the book. I'm like, you know, I should check that out. Yeah. You know, pick it up and started to read it and couldn't put it down. You know, got about 70, 80 pages through uh, the book. I think what is, what is this thing? A couple hundred pages. Yeah. Um, but just the first chapter just got me as far as the history and just a lot of stuff I didn't know. Uh, from there I was telling Jeremy, I'm like, man, you need to read this dude like this. This is really, really good. Um, never heard of this guy. Uh, you know, he's a Presbyterian minister. Saw that he was an RTS, you know, formed theological seminary. Yeah. I I'm not sure. Too. Is that around the time Bonson was there? Good question. I don't, I would think, well, maybe no. Cause didn't Bonson, didn't he graduate from Westminster around this time? Around 73, 75? Dates, so, exactly, yeah. I think it's I around. Think so, yeah. yeah, I think because he wrote Christian theonomy and Christian ethics around this time. Right. Yeah. So I think that Surely he was he was there. It was, it was around the eighties. During the time with some oh, for sure. know, theological giants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, during that time. <clears throat> but yeah, I never heard of the guy and and, and uh, you know, really enjoyed the first chapter, the history, the breakdown of it. So I thought we'd share with you guys. Yeah. And I, when I was, uh, I just went through the first chapter today and I took pages of notes from it. And I think what's really copious notes, co co pages of copious notes. <laughs> copious yeah. notes yes. Um, I think what's really important about this text and re and the reason why we wanted to do a live stream on this, and we'll just pick it up next week. I think that it'll, I'm actually really eager and I, and I'd like to actually maybe even try to cross broadcast this, but maybe what we do seriously, bro, is just share the link on Facebook and say, join yeah. us on YouTube. Yeah. You know, I just think it'll be easier that way. And I think we'll just get more viewers. Same effect. Same right? effect. Yeah. Should be anyways. Yeah. We'll just do that. We'll just plan. So for those who are joining us here, I just think it's, it looks like we got three watching now. So for those going to join us, please share this link when we're done here so we can spread the news and let people know that we'll be doing live streaming directly here from YouTube uh, moving forward on, on our Emmaus Road media page. And then we'll be dropping that into Facebook so that the, those Facebookers who are waiting for us to, to do it, I think that we're just going to have a better opportunity doing it here. Um, seems to run yeah. smoother, but who knows? That was a quick, clean setup. It was. I ha I did it in like five minutes. Yeah. I And I had never done a live before. On, on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Five like, minutes, done. Let's figure this yeah. out. Yeah, so we can get on there and at least do this. So, um, yeah, we do uh, apologize for the inconvenience and the delay. So... Uh, hopefully everything's coming through now. It's easy to hear Greg and myself and we'll figure out the 
it's really hard to figure out the lighting in here, man. I tell you what, like with, because if you can notice outside it's dusk. And so we start the stream, like right when the sun's going down and uh, maybe we do it later. I don't know. Like even after men's study, but that's actually pretty late. Yeah, whatever. I just, I want to do it when people are going to be able to watch. Right. Which is tough, you know? So I don't know, maybe we pick another day or something, but I don't want to add another day to the, the list. So anyway, um, yeah, so that I think the getting back to the book, I think the reason why we decided, well, what the reason Greg really encouraged me to read it is because of where we're at right now and what we're dealing with here in Colorado with this uh, end abortion bill. And I've always wanted to better understand really the history uh, uh, behind how did this come about, what was going on uh, in the world, especially in America at the time. Um, was the context around it? What was going on with mainstream Christianity? Like why, you know, Francis Schaeffer said something very indicting. He said that, um, that the reason abortion was made legal was because the church gave permission for it. You know, yeah. a matter of fact, he even said like every, every abortion mill should have hanging over it a sign that says by permission of the church, open by permission of the church. Yeah. That's our tour. <laughs> That's, that's an indictment right there. Big yeah. time. Yeah. And so you have to ask yourself, well, what, what was going on and, and how, uh, in our time now, presently, is it any different? Like really, is right. it, yeah. Is, is, is it any different now in the sense of what we're dealing with the context? Has the context changed at all? So when you think about this, um, abolition bill that's been put in, is the, is there a context present that exists that would move the bill forward into making it law into legislating it. Right. Well, based on what uh, Fowler is writing about here, he's trying at this time to work towards a consistent consensus right. within mainstream Christianity, just among evangelicals. And there clearly was not during that time. Like it's, right. they reject. And I would say <clears throat> based on what we'll break down here. Um, thank you. I appreciate that, babe, for uh, sharing that on, on Facebook. So. Good wine. Thank you. My good wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. We're calling that from now on. Uh, yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think is is the context there present. So as I was working through this, because I really wanted to find out, well, what was Fowler wrestling with? And he asked these questions in the end, and, and we'll – We'll go through it next week because um, I only want to take about maybe 10 or 15 more minutes. Yeah. That way we, it gives us an opportunity to thoroughly work through this. Cause I think this after working through, I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's nailing it on the head. Like this is the, this is the stuff that we're, he asks at the end, he goes, do we understand our times? And do we know what God's people today should do? Yeah. And that's how he starts the chapter two. Wouldn't you say, as far as the understanding of the times, it's seeming, it seems like with technology, with social media, like it seems like people are becoming more aware right. of the culture, the environment. Yeah. I think I was listening to um, Gary DeMar today on his podcast, and he mentioned how like Trump, like just Trump's coming into presidency and, and the things that he's saying really shaking people up. Yeah. You know? Possibly more aware in terms of like the media, they're being you know lied to you know from 
yeah these you know medias the media sources that have a you know, particular narrative that is you know completely antichrist yeah you know um yeah i mean definitely today people are becoming more aware seems as though christians seem to be becoming more aware you know based off of like you know apologia's ministry and yeah you know stuff like that it's kind of the, the sense at least that i'm that, that, that i'm getting but then again i'm i'm you know we, we've taken the red pill you know we're like right in the middle of it yeah yeah i would definitely say we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we've red pilled this dude we drank a whole bottle full of red pill. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Took the whole bottle. We're just like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Go down those rabbit holes. Yeah, not one. Yeah. And I would say, well, yeah, so based on our conversation last week, if you guys didn't get a chance to uh, go check out last week's um, live stream that we did on Facebook, um, we kind of shared our past. You know, well, where we came from, the context we came in, trying to better put a finger on, well, wait a minute why do I struggle with issues like political issues? Like why am I for all intents and purposes really not involved? Like how, how is it I've missed this entire history? Oh yeah. I know. Same. Yeah. You know, it's really funny as I shared with my mom, like I shared with her that I, I like, we were just talking about like kind of what we, it was when you came over when she was here. the other oh, day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I shared with her and I said, yeah, you know, mom, we were talking about on the last live stream, like kind of the context we grew up in and stuff. And my mom's funny. She's like, and she always said, I raised you Christian. <laughs> Getting all offended. <laughs> like, wow, I get it. I get it, mom. But that's funny. I go, how, but I asked her, I said, how, how often were like political issues brought up in our house? Yeah. Did we ever talk about this kind of stuff? We didn't. It was taboo. It wasn't really. Yeah. It was taboo. Like it, it was like, oh, no, no, don't bring that up. With my dad, at least. And my mom was just like, oh, whatever. You know, she's not. In an environment like that, you know, maybe maybe your mom, you know, wanted to share certain things, but then the tone, the tone or the aroma, if you will, of the home just wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't conducive to it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the the next question that I, of course, wanted to ask was why? And then that's where this book comes in. It's like my mom and dad grew up in this era. They're, they're products of the 60s. You know, their parents uh, were coming to age and having them during the 60s. I think my mom was born in 56. Um, so, you know, it. my mom was a teenager in the 60s. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so think about that, like products of the 60s and the 60s were a big pivotal point, politically speaking, sociologically. Um, you know, when you think of the humanities, philosophy and all those things, theologically, there were some major shifts in America, particularly. Oh, yeah. Big time. That happened. And he puts his finger on that. Fowler does in this book where he says a lot of, of what we experience today is a product of the 60s. Right. And, um, you know, I talked about this last week, but Colorado, let's see, it was Colorado. I don't want to misquote this, but on page, let's see here. Yeah, on it was page 22, I believe. Yeah, 22. Um, he says that California, Colorado, and North Carolina were the first to liberalize abortion laws, meaning to soften their approach on abortion laws. And from what I've read, the governor, the before he was a governor, he was a legislator. Um, and I'll get his name. We'll actually touch more on this uh, in the weeks to come. But 
uh, the legislator who presented the original softening, what he called a liberalization type bills, mm -hmm. uh, which oriented themselves around, and I think I said this incorrectly last week, but I, so I want to make sure I qualify this. Um, was a chance. Yeah. So they were oriented around um, a mother's life being threatened, uh, fatal deformities, like things like right. Down syndrome, any kind of mental uh, cognitive problems that could be identified ahead of time and the cape of race, uh, rape and incest. Right. I mean, it's the same pitch as that doctor that you mentioned. Right. What was his name? Uh, you call? I'll have to look him up. He's, yeah. he's out there in, I think, Boulder. Yeah. yeah. So Jeremy mentioned in the, in the what, first one we did, mm -hmm. the uh, abortion doctor out in Boulder had been, you know, killing babies for since decades. Yeah. Since this, uh, since the sixties. Right. Since the sixties, just slaughtering babies and, you know, package, package the deal, you know, guy's a salesman. Well, I mean, that's, right. that's exactly what on his website, and we can show you the website um, next week. We can go through, that's kind of what I wanted to do was look at how does Fowler say, look, wh where's the problem? Where was the real breakdown within evangelical America? Why aren't, why haven't we come to a consensus? I mean, he even asked the question in the, in the opening of the book, he says, um, he says, uh, why has abortion created a civil war in the American church and it, and isn't a united front? That's on page, I believe, nine, nine or ten. In the preface, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the preface. Yeah. Why ha why isn't there a united front? You would think that, you know, most Americans would say they're against abortion, those who are Christian. Right. Yeah. Right. So he wants to tackle that. He wants to go, hey, why is this an issue? Like I, I don't understand why why people aren't in agreement here. Why is this even a, a deal? Like, let's just, we all, we all agree that it's wrong. And so let's get rid of it. Should be cut and dry. And it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some key reasons why. So, and that, that's something that I want to dive into. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, chapter one is why can't we agree? That's the title. Yep. Yeah. So we want to look at, you know, what happened, um, during this time, during the 60s and the 70s and into the 80s, during the time this book was written. Um, he even asked the question, is there hope for unity in time? He believes there is. He believes that there's an opportunity where we can come together, but there, we have to look at it a certain way. And that's really... That postman. It's that... Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually don't think you have to be postmill to... No, yeah. To come to, to an agreement sure. on this and to see that this is something that we can actually end. Um, however, that post mill does help. Yes, Be it does. Because that post mill comes with a recognition that there is a certain obligation the Christian has to go after these sorts of things and to make a right. difference in society. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he just looks at that and... He goes through and asks the question, well, what would it take? What what would we actually have to do to address this issue in such a way where we as Christians together unified, almost like a Nicene Creed type approach? Council. Yeah. yeah. Where we can at least agree with these things. And we would say that unless you affirm this, you're not a Christian. Right. It's almost like one of those things. I'm trying to think like council wise, I know... Gosh, I I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to the date on this one, but it was somewhere I believe in the in the fifties where the major denominations got together, 
oh, Baptists, yeah. Anglicans, Episcopalians, um, you know, Presbyterians, and, and and what they agreed upon was the danger of dispensationalism. Believe it or not, right? So, I'm just thinking like modern councils, right? People come in, you know, come in together. Was there a bomb fire emoji? <laughs> was there a CD? Sure, yeah, love my maybe. love my disc yeah. grows, but Boom, just explode there, was a, that there was a council against you at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it would be nice if there was something like that. There was some unification around, you know, surrounded around, you know, the biblical approach. Yeah, the by what standard, God's word. There's there's no, you know, means to allow for abortion in you know, any any capacity. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that um, what's really interesting, too, is they talk about particular councils um, or, or um, committees that came together um, during this time and over the course of time. Uh, he, he even mentions, he says, so what was the response in terms of what led up to the, to the liberalizing and even abortion on demand? passing of legislation what led up to that and then who stood against it were the were the american christian community in unity against it because he goes through early church history and when we say church history i mean new testament church history he talks about um how even during that time paul the apostle could even it could even be argued that paul the apostle um with arguments around pharmacia and those things yeah sexual immorality and all those things that he was standing vehemently against it, that he would have been opposed to it. And you find that consistent within the early church fathers. Yeah. You know, he does a great job there. Right. <clears throat> you know, the church fathers, I mean, I guess without stealing thunder, probably want to wait. wait no, to, this is great. This preempts Dive in. Yeah. 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 I mean, we got, we can take another, what, 10 minutes or so or five. Probably, yeah. yeah. We probably need to get going pretty soon. We got a men's study. Yeah. So. <laughs> want to be respectful of those things, guys. Too. Things to do. Yeah. We got two whole watchers, my wife and I think Melanie. So that's great. Hey, dude, it's all worth it. One watcher is important. Yeah. Yeah. And even if this doesn't get watched right now, we'll share it. So, well, our, our motto we um, expect great things from God and we're going to attempt great things for God. That's right. That's exactly where, right. Where these things go, we don't know. Yeah. God can do, do what he wills. Yeah. It's totally true. That postman. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so I think that, um, what were you we saying? Uh, we were talking about early church fathers. Early church fathers. Pharmacia. Right? Excuse me. Yeah. So when you think of like, and they talked about another thing too, um, a, a device like a, um, a particular word for that, right? The, I forgot what the name of it was. Like it was an abortifacient. Uh-huh. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look, look it up. But uh, anyway, it was like a suppository, even a device that was placed in a woman to keep her uterus in place. Right. And many women died uh, during the practice, during surgeries and stuff like that. So they had a yeah. drug that they would take, and then they also had actually a physical removal of the kid. Insane. Yeah. And that goes all the way back to the ancient ancient greece and what will yeah, plato plato aristotle, aristotle. Know, they had some crazy views yeah you know what are the plato plato made statements such as let me go there here it is yeah plato plato made some pretty pretty wild statements 
we see on page 16, you know, Plato and Aristotle were in favor of allowing abortion. Plato believed that both abortion and infanticide should be practiced when necessary. Yeah. And then they get into that in terms of what, what they deemed as necessary. And abortion yeah. should be demanded. He said when a woman is over 40 years of age. Yeah. So ladies who are watching, don't have any kids or else this is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I like what he... This is their position. Plato's position was kind of a practice when necessary. Right. Um, Aristotle was based on, you know, families should be limited in children in order to combat yep. overpopulation and poverty. Uh, the, the deformed should be left to exposure. And both philosophers... Left to exposure. That's, yeah, basically that's, you're born and left for dead. That's insane, bro. Um, I mean, just the practice of exposure will will deal with people who talk about sentience, right? Right. Sentience. They should be able to survive on their own. You go, yeah. the whole practice of exposure refutes that. Right. Because kids, once they're born, can't fend for themselves. Right. They're totally dependent. For quite some time, too. And both philosophers were interested in, um, they said that, that any abortion law should be oriented around the interest of the state. Right. Because that took precedent over the rights of the unborn. That's insane, yeah. Aristotle yeah. further, you know, theorized that the life of the fetus began when all when all distinct organs were formed. Yeah, the formed, and, and he makes unformed. a distinction of male and female around forty days for males and ninety days for females. He says, "Yeah, females take longer. They're, yeah. they're complicated beings." Insane. Trust the science, though, you guys. Yeah, trust, trust science in that day, right? Right. That would have been the science in that. And then day. you had Aristotle. What, what were some other things that he believed? He believed that the the Earth was the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. Trust the science, and trust that was science. and that was the the science, if you will, for you know centuries. Yeah. Um, what else did Aristotle believe? You know, uh, unequally weighed objects would fall at that, different that, speeds. At different speeds. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's something you would think that uh, maybe they can get that one figured out, but um, apparently not. That has centuries. Yeah. That remained <clears throat> that remained the science right. at the time. Yeah. And was highly debated. Like, you know, people lost their lives if you disagreed with Aristotle. Right. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so that kind of gives, yeah, that kind of gives a, a brief, like, um, prelude to what we'll do next week. We plan on doing that today, but... We spent 40 minutes trying to figure out why Facebook wouldn't launch our live, live stream when everything was running. Yeah. Um, it could have just been the title. So who knows? YouTube might shut this down too. Possible. Um, yeah. With that said, um, is there anything you wanted to share with people to look forward to next week as we go yeah, through this? Yeah, yeah, I mean, th this book has been a, a blessing just with what, what I've read and, and it's been very helpful in terms of you know this whole conversation with abortion and the history, the trajectory, some of the philosophies, um, you know, behind the why and the mindset that has driven people to you know, certain positions. Even you know, he gets into takes it from a you know philosophical position. Gets into um, like I like the fact that he brings up like the lawyer associate and some lawyer association. I forget. I don't have it. I have them all right. Yeah, got yeah. Right down, yeah. Um, obstetrics, obstetricians. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the positions they were coming to and it just seemed it just seems like during that time, you know, people were just giving way entirely, you know, to this. And, um, yeah, you know, great history and understanding as far as where, where things were and, you know, where they're going. Yeah, he brings up the American Law Institute, the ALI. Yep. Um, he brings up um, the American College of Obstetricians. Yep. Um, 
how Planned Parenthood even reversed their statements, their original statements. Even calls out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it four years, four years prior or something like that? Yeah. 1968. Yep. They changed it in 1968. It was 1964 that they said abortion kills the life of a baby once it has begun. Wow. Yeah. And then they changed it in 1968, um, arguing that abortion was necessary to prevent unwanted pregnancies. Quick change. Yeah. And then you have the National Organization of Women. Now he talks about the American Civil Liberties Union um, and even goes on into uh, National Opinion Research Center and the Gallup poll. Many, Uh, many doctors. really interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. like, like before, before uh, became you know legalized, if you will. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, how many it was like six thousand abortions or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, like floodgates. You know, yeah, floodgates. Yeah. yeah, exponentially more. He talks about um, Andy Knutson's uh, research from the University of California. All kinds of stuff. Like yeah. this is really interesting stuff. And so, uh, yeah. But that's it. We'll go ahead and uh, close up our stream here. I would recommend, of course. Uh, like, subscribe, that helps the algorithm, it helps spread the news, and subscribing keeps you uh, in tune and up to date with uh, our launches like this live stream. So again, we will be sharing our live streams. We'll do them on YouTube and we'll share them to Facebook um, so that we have a consistent broadcast. Uh, We'll try to do them every Wednesday at five o'clock. That's our goal. That's our target right now. Uh, If that changes, we'll let you know. But uh, definitely subscribe so that you're stay tuned on what we're presenting here. And then... um, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, going and checking out some of the other stuff that we've done here. You can note uh, in the actual um, different videos that we've put out, we've done a lot of content around engaging with uh, folks on college campus here at Colorado College. We've done um, content um, of us out <clears throat> excuse me, in front of the abortion mills. Uh, we'll, we've just released a bunch of content <clears throat> on things like Bill C-4 in Canada, and, and that's the the same philosophy and theology is directly related to what we're dealing with abortion. Uh, just to, it's dealing with a different subject matter. Um, Some crazy content out there. You, you want to see, you want to see Jeremy get threatened with, with a dude with a bat? <laughs> the baseball bat. It's there. It's there. Yeah. yeah. You want to, you want to see some big burly dude screaming and yelling at us and <laughs> wanting to kill us. And yeah. yeah, that's, that's there too. Yeah. And the whole purpose of this content is really to get it in the hands of people to make them aware of what's going on. Uh, mostly Christians, you know, friends, family members who say they're Christians and uh, pastors that we want to give them, we're going to not only are, as we are equipping ourselves, kind of going along the journey with us of what changed in our hearts and in our minds and how can we be better unified in ending abortion uh, and also better serving our community. So with that said, bless you guys. Yeah. God bless. Peace. Thanks for joining us.